0: Alright guys, welcome back to the Short Story Long Podcast. I'm your host, Sam Derrickson, joined by my co-host, Andrew Dial. What's up, guys? And a new special guest, Ms. Allie.
1: Hello, hello.
0: So tonight, uh, on this episode, we are going to give her the short story long guest questionnaire. And we're going to also tie in sales and working in sales. Because everybody sitting at this table right now works currently, and in previous jobs in sales. So I guess we're just going to kind of dive in and talk about the, the good, the bad, and the ugly as far as sales are, uh, sales jobs are concerned. So
2: Yes, but Allie is also, at least, I don't know if she's a car person, but she's at least got car stories. So it's like, you got to be on the podcast. We'll talk about sales and cars, and uh, I think it'll it, it'll be entertaining for sure. All right. So. All right. But uh, I guess we'll just get it started. So, Allie, how do you know me and Sam?
1: Um, well, I work for Dozer at Jedco. I'm an outside salesperson and marketing specialist. Sam, I've known for a couple of years just through Cody Willenberg, uh, but just really met him, met him this year through Jedco. All
0: right. All right. Who do you like better, me or Dozer?
2: Yeah, Ooh, that was I have to spot. say
1: Dozer.
0: <laughs> he does write the paycheck, yeah. <laughs>
1: but his wife signs him. That's right.
0: Oh, okay. All it's right. direct deposit, actually. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> Semantics.
2: Yes. So I guess we already kind of uh, already kind of spoiled the second one. But uh, what do you do for your for a living?
1: Uh, So, I'm a branding and marketing specialist. So, basically, I go out to companies here in Effingham and surrounding areas and try to help them figure out promotional products that are best for their company. And then I make the things, and then I make money. Good deal. It's
0: all about making money.
1: Ooh, side job. I also uh, babysit old ladies for real good cash. I just hang out with them, make blankets, cook, live life.
0: Hang out with old ladies. Mm-hmm. So, do you bartend anymore?
1: I actually do bartend at a disabled veterans bar right now, but it's basically just volunteer work.
0: Okay, all right, but good. I mean, disabled veterans need to go to the bar and hang out too. So
1: at nine a.m. every Sunday.
0: Nice. Is that is that local to Effingham?
1: Yep. There's like uh, probably twelve or fifteen chapters, I think, but chapter seven's in Effingham.
0: Really, that's an that's that's interesting. I didn't know that. So
1: behind uh, the old subway on the south side of town,
2: I like Barnes Equipment. Okay, interesting.
1: Tiny little place. Great lunches on Tuesdays.
2: But you got You got to be a veteran to go or, or go with one. Okay,
0: that's fair. That's fair. Oh. Got to keep it exclusive. Mm-hmm. So I will say that you brought in some of your branding and marketing expertise as a gift for us tonight so thank you for that you're welcome so we have the slim can huggies with your name on them so they have your catchphrase
1: correct
0: and uh your phone number so anybody looking to rebrand their business with promotional products can hit you up
1: for sure
2: good deal shameless plug that's
0: no shame this is now business expense hell yes (laughs) So uh, when's that first check gonna come, Dozer? No, <laughs> I'm
2: not sure yet. Okay. Speaking of check and branding specialists, are we going to? Uh, not yet. Okay, we're not gonna nope. not gonna go there
0: yet. Not, not dropping that bomb yet. Okay. So, spoiler alert: we have some big news coming, but we're not ready to share the news yet. So, keep listening. One of these one of these days will be. Hopefully, by the time this one comes out, we'll have a little bit more stuff figured out and uh we'll be able to come at you live so
2: all right so what do you what do you do for fun Allie
1: oh lord well I golf I'm very bad at it I bowl I'm also very bad at that (laughs) I drink bush lights I'm surprisingly good at that (laughs) (laughs) and I uh recently this last year got into working out Uh, I moved to Florida last year Started going out, uh, or instead of going out, going to the gym twice a day, I lost a hundred pounds. Nice. And when I moved home, I started reading a little bit. Uh, the lady at the library knows I automatically go to the self help section, so.
0: I was gonna ask fiction or non, so. <laughs> Just
1: self help. Okay. <laughs>
2: well, hey, I guess I I like listening to all kind of podcasts on, on stuff like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I, I read know. with my ears. Typically. So Yeah, me
2: as well.
1: I've tried to do that, but I have the attention span of a two year old, so it's gotta be pictures. (laughs) All right. Other than that, I just drive the JEDCO fam crazy.
0: Yeah, are you good at that?
1: Oh yeah.
2: It's a vibe.
1: It's a vibe. (laughs) So the logo on the cans says Cheers to Unreal Deals because around the office anytime something happens, good or bad. I just automatically yell unreal. And now, uh, Laren and Dozer's kids say it. I can't
2: stop. <laughs> and
0: I started saying it too. I only hang out there one day a week for like 30 minutes. You can't
1: help. We call them alleyisms. There's lots of them. Trash. trash.
0: Anyway, it's a good time. It's a vibe, as the yeah, kids say.
2: I, uh, I'll tell you what, it's, it's fun. It makes it fun. It's not so uptight and boring and, and, And it's just, just have some fun at work with that stuff. Mm -hmm. Maybe too much at times. Squirrel. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, So this is where we're going to take a little bit of a turn on our questions. uh, Because, you know, when we started this, you know, our, our mission statement is the work and play of Midwestern millennials. And since, We do a little
0: more playing than working, though. Yeah,
2: we've been talking about mostly play. So, I mean, we'll talk about a little work, too, since we're all uh, sales professionals here. Um, I'm going to ask her each question twice. And it's going to have a different spin each time. So, I guess uh, we'll start with, what was your first car?
1: Oh, dear. Uh, So, I got the bright idea to look on Craigslist. As a 15-year-old girl, I found a 98 Barney Purple Monte Carlo.
0: (laughs) Nice.
1: (laughs) And I drove all the way up to Taylorville, bought it by myself. I paid $1,000 worth of cash for it. Uh, Fun fact about it is the brakes only worked if you held the turning signal switch just a little bit.
0: What? (laughs) What? The brake lights or the brakes in
1: general? Brake lights. Okay. Oh, Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Brakes weren't great. Uh, Drove it all the way back to Mason. uh, Barely made it home and it just fell apart. Uh, So I only had it one day, actually. (laughs) So then basically my next first car was a 94. It was Red faded so bad that it was pink. Uh, it was a Mustang. I uh, went and bought it by myself. Paid seven hundred bucks for it. Was super excited to tell my grandpa. Drove it home without telling my papa that I bought it. Got T-boned. Oh no! <laughs> the, car, the car was worth like a thousand bucks, and I uh, did not have insurance because I was trying to do a surprise thing. And ended up in debt for like forty grand with the lawsuit stuff.
0: Shit, that's a bad (laughs) story. Papa was
1: not excited.
0: I am getting depressed (laughs) already. We're only freaking eight minutes in. It was a
1: learning learning experience. So so what did we learn? What
0: did we learn? (laughs) Goodness. Uh. So, so you got t boned.
1: Yeah. So uh, the Watson Y had like a big construction sign on it. I stopped, and a lady turned on her turning signal to turn right at the Watson Y. So I pulled out, and she did not turn right.
0: Oh man! And she
1: smoked me with her brand new giant Yukon. But and funny it... part of that story is, I had the baby simulator.
2: Oh, like the glass where, you, <laughs> like the where class. they give you the fake <laughs> so
1: yes. I was crying just because I knew I was in big shit trouble. And the firefighters seen the baby and they freaked out. Of course. And so I was so just, this just laying yeah. there nonchalantly,
2: like no one's paying <laughs> no, any <yeah>. attention. No course. <laughs> suit or nothing,
1: Jesus. <laughs> so then we get me to the hospital and uh, I actually failed that class for like nineteen <laughs> hours of neglect.
2: She was in the hospital Yeah. Correct. <laughs> her teacher failed her wow that is ruthless yeah every,
1: every time she comes when i used to bartend at the orchard she would come there and i would like to think it's karma just to get back at her but i wouldn't pour alcohol on her drink but i would still charge her
0: i <laughs> ah, got him good for you good for you
1: wow it's so the little things
0: <laughs> <laughs> there's so much trauma involved in this story i don't even know where to begin like Your trauma as a 16 year old girl, which kudos to you for buying not one but two cars all by yourself. Like, most girls cannot do that. They get all like worried about buying a car, especially off an individual, I'm guessing. Mm -hmm. And you found it on Craigslist. Like, most girls, 16 years old, would be like, I am not going to go meet a random person from the internet to give them money. Like, so good for you. But then. Turn that around and the car fails, so you go buy another car, get in a wreck. And then the poor first responder is that, like, this dumb 16 year old kid left her baby in the floorboard of a wrecked ass car. Like, get the jaws of life out. We got a baby to save. Like, good God.
1: So, I think a uh, side note uh, probably most girls, I probably shouldn't have went and bought those vehicles off of individuals. Um, but I have lived on my own since I was 14. So, everything that I've always done, I've just done by myself.
0: You had learned from the school of hard knocks basically, yeah.
2: Like, if she didn't do it herself, it wasn't getting done, done, so yeah, Yeah. that's awesome.
1: The old pink Mustang, RIP, it's now a Coke can, I'm sure.
2: Yeah, you still have it, didn't you say? Okay,
1: Mm -mm. because you still have
2: some of your vehicles, right? Yeah, we may be getting there, I guess. (laughs) It's in in the itinerary, okay. The outline,
0: (laughs) I feel so unprepared. So, she shows up, which I'm gonna, I'm gonna rat her out here. Like, sometimes. Not all the time. Very rarely. I'll, I'll ch- chicken scratch some notes on a notepad of what I want to talk about. Um, I will print out a listener email to read it. Uh, but Allie shows up here with a whole ass, like, two-page outline, like she's in some kind of college course, <laughs> and she's got to give a freaking speech.
2: Like, is this going to be on the test? <laughs> like,
0: so I'm, I got this really, uh, you know, inferiority complex going on right now because she's <laughs>
2: twice
0: as prepared how as dare I've, you out podcast <laughs> me as I've yeah. ever thought of being I
1: get nervous if I get off track it's very hard for me to like zero back in and I type this up at work so Dozer paid me basically unbelievable <laughs> unreal <laughs> 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 well thanks thanks
0: for your contribution Dozer. Yeah, I guess <laughs> well, I am the
2: first official sponsor <laughs>
0: Oh, oh shoot. shoot. All right well,
2: <laughs> moving forward. So then um, four, let's see here. 4B would be what was your first sales job?
1: Uh, so technically it would be beer, which is the easiest thing in the world to sell. Um, however, my first sales boss followed me for four years trying to get me to sell trailers. And I told her at 21, I was like, I'm not selling trailers for the rest of my life. <laughs> so she came to every bar job I ever had and offered me a job, offered me a job. And she caught me on one bad night. And so uh, she came in. She said, let me take you to lunch. I was like, okay. So I went to lunch with her and I, we sat down and I ordered a salad and a water because could be my future boss and she orders endless appetizers and a long island iced tea nice and so I was like okay whatever she's doing maybe I should do so uh I went in and started at b homes uh selling mobile homes and then I did that for almost two years until COVID happened and the housing market just crashed uh, and so I sold custom built modulars and pre-owned single wides
2: So the market didn't crash as much as the supply chain crashed,
1: right? Uh, Yeah. So the interest rates went so low that everybody was buying a house and banks were giving everybody loans. And then like six months later, there was such a demand that the homes that we were creating were meant to be fast built. And then they took like two years. So people would be expected to put down 20% and then wait two years for a home. And so it was very frustrating.
0: Yeah as a as a salesperson I mean not to like kind of go off the rails here but like the supply chain thing has affected every industry mm-hmm. no matter what it is and I get frustrated when I've got something that I need for a customer that takes a couple of weeks I could not imagine selling something taking the money for something and it being a two year wait mm-hmm. so I totally understand why that didn't work
2: Yeah I know uh the December December of twenty, and well, I had a customer for Christmas order five hundred crew neck sweatshirts. That's a pretty good order, you know. That's and we couldn't get them; like, we could not get five hundred crew neck sweatshirts. Like, it was an unreal time to be a
1: salesman. It was tough. And the sucky part is, is when you sell houses, well, as really anything, you don't get paid till it's done. So, on a hundred percent commission job, if you're going two years without money it's not fun.
0: So on that job specifically, you said is a hundred percent commission. Was there a draw or?
1: Yeah, but uh, I've, I've learned that not all jobs run like that. So there was a draw, but the draw carried over every month. Mm -hmm. And so like, if you think about it, if you're making 20 to $22 an hour and it, it rolls over for the two years, you're, I mean, you're not making anything extra, so then it's just a job. But that job still had all the sales responsibilities of working after hours. Right. You know, house calls in that situation.
2: So I, I go ahead, Dozer. But you weren't getting a big fat commission check. Right.
1: There so, like,
2: yeah.
0: <clears throat> a lot of, I mean, in real estate sales is 100% commission. Like, once you make the sale, like, the, the product is there to sell and you're only held up 60 to 90 days for escrow or whatever. And then you're getting your whole commission in one check as soon as the closing is over. Right. Or like in your situation, you're making your your $22 draw or whatever. And you're, you owe, you owe, you owe. Then, you know, a $10,000 commission comes in, but it's all... It's paid, all
2: been paid out
0: already. Paid out already, yeah, yeah.
1: And I think the like the two situations that I didn't agree with is you got paid quarterly. So it was every three months. Okay. And then second of all is if, uh, I understand, say you sell a $200,000 house, your commission's 10000 something goes wrong in the two years that the house goes up, you can't go back to those people and say, hey, I need another 15000 You lose the 15000 So obviously the commission's going to be less, which is what quote-unquote happened.
0: I see.
2: So so let's quit talking about sad stuff as much as So, like, bring us back to the time, like, when you made your first sale or your first big sale. Like, how did that feel? Were you like, this sales thing is okay?
1: So, I don't like sitting at a desk. I bartended my whole life till till B&B. And so, my first sale was, so I sold, like, really big, expensive, custom-built homes, which were great to sell. And I sold them very quick because it was, you got to make it completely what you wanted. So, why would you ever buy another house kind of thing? Uh, but I had this couple came in and one was in a wheelchair and one was pretty much 150 years old. And <laughs> they said, We have a thousand dollars and we need a trailer. And I said, That's not a thing right now. Like, I mean, still single wides are like 15 to 50,000, depending on what you get. And uh, they were like, Well, we can't afford anything for a payment. And I think like the, the best part about it was, is they thought they couldn't get anything. And when I went to go see their Current house, I understood why they thought that. So we just got them what we would all think of as like a low income home. Okay. But it was like their dream house to them. Absolutely. And so I probably worked. That was probably my hardest sale to get on the books and everything, because I, in that, in what I did, I had to get it all the way from financing to on their lot furnished. So you were,
0: you were every step of the process.
1: Yeah. So in the like. Two older people being on Social Security, they have a set income. There's no bonuses. There's no extras to help them get, like, through the year. So it was a very strict budget. Um, banks don't really love to loan on mobile homes. Right. So that was tough. But so seeing it through and getting them a new house that literally their first house didn't have a floor. Okay. And so now their new house had a floor. And something that I probably would have been, like, I would never live in that, unfortunately. They, it was the best thing that ever happened to
0: them. I'd say it's probably a pretty humbling experience for you. For like, sure. Total count your blessings type of thing. I mean, we see it all the time on Facebook or Instagram or whatever, but like 10 years ago, you would kill to be where you are today. And that's just half the story. I mean, if like, I think I've heard it on the Dave Ramsey show, like, if you make. an hour, which is the, like the quote unquote proposed minimum wage, then you are in the top 0.1% of working employed earners in the world population, because there's just so much poverty in the world that, you know, living in the literally the greatest country on earth, we think of poverty as you know, if you make 20 grand a year, you're dirt poor. Well, 20 grand a year is still the top 1% of the entire world's income. So right, like when, when you stop and think like, Oh, you know, you want this single wide, you know, 1978 single wide trailer. Like there's a, you know, hundred million people in the world that would just die for that. I mean, like you talked the, a few episodes ago about the the guy that you ran into by your house. I mean, uh, a single wide trailer would be like his dream home. Right. Uh, as a guy with no home.
2: And actually, my dad owned a, uh, we bought some property, me and Laren were going to buy or build on eventually. My parents bought it first and we were going to buy it off of them. And it had a 1978 single wide on it. And when the wind would blow, the curtains would move. Like right. single pane windows, soft, spongy floor. Well, we decided, well, in the meantime, we'll rent it out. And every time we would show that, there were so many people interested. We didn't make appointments. We just did open houses. Yeah. And we'd have like 10 people apply to live there. And everybody, when they're looking at it, go, this, would, would say, not everybody, but most people would be like, this is so much nicer than where we're at. Like, what? Like, where are you at? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's just, I guess, kind of live a sheltered life. I don't know. It's perspective.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was, because uh, I had people that came in, like, after COVID, everything—the prices of everything—shot up. So I sold a four hundred thousand dollar modular. That's I mean, I, insane. that's insane. It's wild to say out loud too, but people came to me because they want convenient. They don't want to deal with subcontractors. Like, they just want me to design it, get it on their property, kind of thing. And those people were a hundred times, hundred times worse to deal with than people who came in to buy a twenty thousand dollar single wide.
0: I can see that. A hundred percent. I can see out. that.
2: So, but you, you found it cool helping people solve their problems and get their mm-hmm. dream homes and.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> then I just realized I can pretty much sell anything now.
0: That's what, uh, is it Zig Ziglar that says if you solve enough problems, then the money will follow or whatever, basically.
2: Yeah. I think that's a, that's a familiar, you know, sales thing. You're just always solving problems.
0: So what, I guess what was the, the best, the best moment in that job for you then was mm-hmm. that that. That older couple.
1: Yeah, probably that. Or I did sell fifty homes in two years.
0: That's and impressive. So when that's, I got to like impressive. my twenty
1: fifth, my boss was like, "I, I'm the only person who's ever been able to do that," and she did it a long time ago when things were a little bit easier. So hearing somebody who you know is a successful person say like say that was pretty cool.
2: Gratifying. Mm-hmm. For sure. Were you able to get your head out of your office? Mm,
1: no. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, that's good that's good that's cool so um, number five probably doesn't make too much sense what got you into cars but I don't know if you have anything to say to that or not
1: uh, so my papa and both of my uncles uh, used to go to police auctions and buy cars for like hundreds on the dollar like that's it and so I got to follow along when I got a little bit older and I don't know if I... I didn't do it right. I didn't buy them to resell them. I bought them so I could just have them. Okay. <laughs> so a uh, fun fact is I've had 26 vehicles to date.
0: Nice. That's uh, impressive. That's pretty yeah. good number. That's great numbers for a girl. Yeah, yeah,
1: none of them are as cool as your guys' is. Uh, and lots of them were like the typical little teenage white girl car, like the Sunfires and the Grand Nans and Grand Prixs. Uh But still, I think... My grandpa didn't believe in banks. Everything was cash. So eventually, when he passed away, I got my first car loan, and I thought he would be rolling over in his grave, but I, like, realized, like, all those cash cars, compared to what I just spent, like, you know, a couple $10,000 on, this one's lasted a lot longer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is the one you have currently?
1: Uh, Well, actually, no, it was two cars ago, but I've only had two car loans.
2: Okay. See, Sam's a big fan of the uh, sub thousand dollar vehicles as well. It's
0: probably, all I mean, it's borderline a disorder. I would say
2: <laughs> it's a it's a vibe, as they say. It's
0: it's a it's a vibe, um, and arguably, I I would say I I could break even on my crap because, like, on one hand, time spent versus you know, the end product, I could have probably just spent the extra money and bought something nicer. Right. But like, like perfect example is the grand Cherokee right now. I'm going to have as much money in it as if I could have just went out and bought a good running driving one. The, the, the plot twist is now once it's finished, I'll know exactly what I have. Like I will not, no longer have the cam issue. And, the I I won't I won't even say gratification of of doing the project, but on the flip side of the coin is it's a like a loot like a lost bet. Like Mm -hmm. like I gambled on it being a minor right cam related issue and up being a major cam related issue. So I I, you know, quote unquote rolled craps on that deal, Mm -hmm. but I'm still not going in the red. I guess going broke. So I don't know. Just one of those things. Totally off subject, but yes, I do love shitboxes.
2: So. <laughs> well, then, I mean, you already kind of touched on what got you into sales. I don't know if you have anything else on that or not, but just you just was like, time, I'm going to try a big girl job and, and yes. see what happens.
0: I guess what kept you in sales? Oh,
1: dear. Okay, well, I'll tell you what didn't keep me in there. I was waking up early. If you bartend for five or for five to seven years, you don't wake up till noon. You stay up till two or three o'clock in the morning. So getting my first nine to five job, well, that job was like seven to seven was exhausting. But the steady income was nice. Okay. It would have been a lot cooler if I would have just been able to go to work and then leave it at work. Right. But I got a lot I got to sleep a lot more and having weekends off was pretty cool.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah. So what's your favorite car you have owned? I think I know what this one might be, but.
1: Well, a plot twist, there's two because I just really couldn't narrow it down. Okay. (laughs) So uh, I have a white Explorer now, and right before that, I had a 2002 Jeep Wrangler. Uh, Its name was Sunshine for Jason, who names vehicles. Uh, It was yellow. Shout out. (laughs) out. (laughs) It was on 35s, and it was lifted, and it was a two-door, and all my friends hated it, but I loved it to death. It was a soft top. I uh, had a Elantra before that, and one day I came out from work, and it was on fire.
2: What? (laughs) I have not heard this. It was an
1: electric fire. (laughs) Oh, my god. So so it was like the next day, and I was like, I have no idea what I'm going to do. And a mutual friend posted her Jeep for sale, and I messaged her. I said, I'll be there at 5.00. And she said, to drive it? I was like, no, I'm just going to come buy it. So I pulled up to it, and she said, I gave her the cash. I bought it for $10, and uh, she said, do you want to drive it? I was like, oh, it's probably a good idea.
0: (laughs) Never thought of that.
1: I was like, is it an automatic? Because I don't know how to drive a stick shift. (laughs) So then uh, driving around, it was a little rough ride, but I loved it, and I didn't care what anybody had to say. Uh, So I drive off, and a couple hours later, she texts me, and she said, do you want the soft top that comes with it? <laughs> so I had to go back and get just drove it. off with <laughs> no That's top. That's a good idea. <laughs> I did not care. So uh, fast forward, I knock on wood, didn't have any problems with it for two years. Uh, when I was going to move to Florida, I realized it wasn't ideal to take across the country. Uh, so I had put it up for sale. Just put a for sale thing in the back. Somebody offered me twelve k for it at the gas station
0: nice so
1: then I went and got Dora the Explorer
0: Dora (laughs) shout out to Jason (laughs) Uh,
1: and then my other favorite car was a 1985 Mercedes Uh, it was baby blue I bought it for a hundred dollars at a police auction and one day I came home from school and it smelled like eggs so bad I called my papa and I was crying and I was like, I think I got pranked. My car won't keep like it won't keep going and it smells horrible. And he said something about a catalytic converter or something. Yep. And mm-hmm. so uh she died.
0: Could could have been resuscitated, but alright.
1: Yeah. yeah, well, uh my papa said if you have to put more money than you paid for it, it goes.
2: So. Well, at that point you couldn't even put gas. Right. <laughs> <Nice. in. laughs> so, I was just getting ready to say that
0: that logic would uh would not, not fit for you. Would not fit for me, for sure.
1: <laughs> but we did sell it. Uh, we we lived on the highway, so we put it up on the highway for a thousand bucks, and some guy bought it. So. Nice. Mm-hmm.
2: Not bad. You're a ve- you're a vehicle hustler and didn't even know mm-hmm.
1: it. I think that's where I originally started sales.
0: <laughs> yeah?
2: Buying and selling black,
1: cars. A black market seller. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: we won't tell the IRS if you don't.
2: <laughs> okay. Oh, shoot. Well, what's your favorite sales job you've ever had?
1: I'm not saying this just because my boss is sitting here, but I do really like JEDCO. Uh, every day is different. Um, there hasn't seemed to be too many headaches yet. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Other than that, I just—I don't know. I seem to be real good at it too.
2: Yeah, you've been doing great so far. I, I know you worry about uh, if you're doing good, but let me tell you, when I first started, <laughs> I did not do that great. So you've been doing good.
1: It's yeah. good to, uh, the good thing about bartending is I used to bartend at a couple of different bigger bars. And so the networking kind of came natural. So that got my foot in the door.
0: Well, I would say probably the key to any sales job is people skills. Yeah, and networking. And, um, and obviously for being a bartender, it's it, you're just an easy person to talk to and easy to get along with, and that's like number one in sales is being able to carry on that conversation, talk about the weather 75 times a day. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that's my jam <laughs> if, if talk about can, the weather.
1: If you can keep control of a bar full of 200 basically adult drunk childs, <laughs> you can sell a person their own pin. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: so yeah, what uh, what I guess. Since we're on the subject, what is like your what is what is your jam? Like, like say, say you come to Lee's Tool Sales on a cold call sales call. What what kind of like like I guess run me through your sales pitch. Like, are are you bringing me samples? Like, or or do you like 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 do you go to a place and think, all right, this guy, I'm gonna sell him pins this guy i'm gonna sell him. huggies this guy i'm gonna like do you do you tailor that or do you just be like here's my junk like what do you want to buy
1: well if you ask dozer <laughs> we sell things things <laughs> so my first day uh going out with dozer to like really see what we do at jedco first of all we went into this office uh but neither one of us knew what it was and we walk in and the lady's like, well, this is our satellite office. And we had been working with Fiber Network all morning, so I was really confused why we were talking to a satellite office. Uh, come to find out that that's just like a, like a little version of their corporate office.
2: Okay. So we got so, in the car. Well, oh. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Okay. So when we first. <laughs> when we. so she'd been working there a couple days and we've been showing her the ropes like in the office she's like will you take me out on some cold calls just so i can see you know kind of what you do i was like sure you know i used to do this back in the day i can surely handle this so no problem we uh like i said we drive up to that that building it was pretty new and we just walk in like you own the place you know and confidence is key and we uh, threw the sales pitch and Lady's like, well, we don't buy that stuff here. It's all bought through our main office. It's just satellite office. Okay, you know, leave the information because you always leave stuff, sure. you know. And we go out in the car and, and Ali's like, they're not going to make it long. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, satellites, that's old technology. Everybody's doing fiber now. And I'm just like, I thought she was joking. I was like, ah. She's just, she's just like looking at me. I'm like, oh, you're serious. Oh, oh, oh okay. And I was like, no, a satellite office is, you know, is it different from their home base. So I was like, you don't have to tell anybody about this. She's like, okay. So we get back to the office. She's like, guess what?
1: So uh, for you guys who can't see me, I'm obviously a blonde. (laughs) And I'm not afraid if I don't know something. (sighs) So uh, like growing up by myself, the the normal things that people should know, I just don't know. And I'm not afraid to say that I don't know them. But I'm also very not afraid to tell people that when I've asked them questions. Because it's funny.
0: It it is. And that's
2: how you learn, you know. <laughs> Correct. So, so then so that same day oh. we, we go to a couple other places and she watches, you know, I'm I'm probably not the best salesman in the world when it comes to that stuff, but so we go We go to Jansen's auto sales is where she bought our car. She's like, I know Carrie Jansen. Okay. It's my turn. Okay. (laughs) So she walks in and Carrie's nowhere to be seen. And like, there's a mechanic sitting at the desk, you know, you could just tell by the outfit he had on. Yeah. And she's like, I need to talk to Carrie. He's busy. And she's like, oh, okay. I froze. She's like, what do you need? And you know, he was like playing gatekeeper hardcore. And she's like, well, I work for Jedco, and we sell things. <laughs> and and then it, was just, it was just awkward silence. And I was like, yeah, we do imprint for, you know, I kind of took it over and we got back in. I was like, we sell things?
1: We sell things. She's like, I panicked. So I would have to say like, well, I am a really easy person to talk to, but it has to kind of just like be... You know, n- like, natural. So, like, your question was, do I plan? Absolutely not. I plan my route. That's about it. Okay. If I know friends, I reach out to them personally and ask for, you know, like, a time to meet with them. But just driving around, walking into places, sometimes I don't know what they do. Uh, so I'll just, like, walk in. I'll just kind of, like, you have to walk in with confidence, a smile, basically act like you know what you're doing. And then I'm kind of like either read their office or the key question is, um, do you guys have events coming up or anything? That pretty much gets us a wedge in the door. I've had the door shut on me a couple times. uh, And so I just leave my information and do a follow-up email a couple weeks later. Okay.
2: Like I said, I always tell people, like doing cold calls is like fishing. You never know when you throw that lure in the water what you're going to get.
0: Oh, for sure.
2: And some of my biggest accounts were cold calls. Right. So.
0: But like, so like, I guess, I mean, if you don't want to answer, it's fine. But like, so like I said, back, back to least tool sales, like you walk in there, like, I guess outside of looking in, I'm like, Hey, do you guys have pins, hats, shirts, blah, blah, blah. Where do you get them from? Like or is that not the approach?
1: So with you guys, it would be easy to like pinpoint what kind of things you need. So like, but if I work into a bank, like I had a bank just order a bunch of stuff that has nothing to do with banking. Okay. So, but if I were to walk into you guys, I could have like, you know, like a small presentation of tools handy, um, or like vehicle notepads, calendars, since you guys travel in your trucks. So I could like relate, bring relatable stuff to show that I'm not just stopping in because you're a business. I'm stopping in because I think I know what you need.
0: Like I can provide something to right. help you. Okay.
1: Solving problems. We're not that, selling That
2: things. level of planning is something I never got to, but you know, all the sales people say, you know, the sales gurus, you know, have kind of your people so you don't Walk in and look silly, and walk into a satellite office, you know, and tell them that they ain't gonna survive, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> doing fiber. Everybody's doing fiber now.
1: So I've had I've had things where I've walked in and talked to somebody. This was a friend, luckily, and uh, I pitched all this stuff that I really thought could help him, and he literally says, "I don't like any of it." And that's not what I was thinking, and so then you just freeze because you're like, "I thought I was prepared, but apparently not." So you just restart.
0: So one thing I've always found intriguing about the business you guys are in is like in in Snap on I've got let's just say three thousand products. Like that's how many different hats you can get. Mm-hmm. And then right. you know, so like your your catalog is so vast and you were talking about like like what does a bank need? Like you're you, like what did your bank order from you? You weren't you weren't I got expecting
1: pot holders like mechanic lights, um, gloves, oven mitts, things that literally have nothing to do with a bank.
0: So like, <laughs> I saw at uh, Pings Dietrich Bank has coasters. Like if you mm-hmm. like they have if jokes you, on them. Yeah, like if 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 you think about a bank, like um pins, hats, shirts, like in, in my mind, promotional product wise, like that's what a bank's after. Never in a million years what I thought a bank was gonna order. Cardboard coasters with bank puns on the back. Like, I don't even remember like what some of them were know,
1: back. I know one. They're it stupid. says, uh, Why does my bank. Oh, never mind. I can't remember.
0: <laughs> it, it was like just super, like super punny, like just little one liners on the back of a coaster. And I think we stole like four or five of them because man was going to take them to her bank and be like, We need to do this. Yes.
1: Because they do them as giveaways. So if you open an account like Ping's, Maybe he has an account with Dietrich Bank. The Orchard has them, so uh, they give you like two hundred coasters when you open an account. So then that's just getting their name out more. Free and advertisement.
0: More. Well, close to free. Close right. To free. Those are making money on that deal. <laughs>
1: uh,
2: so, what is your dream car?
1: Okay. Well, my dream cars are nothing like your guys's. We're just gonna be. This is the classic mm-hmm. okay. twenty to thirty year old white girl. Okay, Uh, I would like a brand new Jeep Wrangler.
0: Okay, I was going to try and guess. I know my guess is going to be a four-door Wrangler.
1: (laughs) It is, but I I want on a six-inch lift on 35s, and I want it wrapped in cow print.
0: Cow print. Uh Shout out to Brent Wallace. That's his jam. He's a big cow fan.
1: Mm, Me too. But then also, I'm going to be a millionaire, so I have two. I would also like a brand new GMC Denali. Both of them are going to be parked in my yard.
0: Like Like... Truck. She
2: doesn't oh, have, a have a dream to have a garage, but... Nope, <laughs>
1: they're going to be parts my yard. <laughs> so, so, white you trash. can take
2: the girl out of Mason, but you can't take the Mason Correct. out of the girl. <laughs> white, white trash millionaire. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Upper middle class white trash. So are we
0: talking Denali truck, SUV, what are we talking
1: Mom SUV, you know.
0: Yukon Denali,
1: mm-hmm.
0: got it, got it. You for me. XL Denali.
1: Yeah, for me and all my baby cows, because no children. <laughs> no children, just
0: baby
2: cows. So do right. you know you can fit thirty fives on a four-door without lifting it?
1: I did not know that.
2: So we're saving you money already.
1: No, I still want it lifted. I want it to be badass.
2: So thirty sevens.
1: <sighs> got short legs. <laughs>
0: so I want to lift it. I can't get in that, but I want to lift it. There's gonna be a, a rope ladder that swings down yeah. <laughs> when <can> you climb it. <laughs>
2: Oh, uh, I think I already know the answer to this one, too, but what is your dream sales job?
1: Uh, I want to own a campground, which isn't really salesy. However, I just want to, well, I guess you're selling camp spots.
2: Or or we could just make it your dream job.
1: Yeah, dream job. I want to open a campground somewhere in Kentucky or Tennessee um, and retire.
0: As a camp host or mm-hmm. like well, so like owning I, the campground? So
1: I worked as a camp host at Camp Lakewood here in Effingham for five years. And I'll tell you what, i never met a single grumpy person.
0: I guess Scott Kaufman ever camped at Lakewood, <laughs> huh? Correct.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it was so cool. There was like a little bar, there was a lake, um, and I got to get the insight on how much money it took and made.
0: And it so wasn't a little bit, huh? No. Those are what's your dream sales job.
2: <laughs> uh, I would love to sell tractors. Honestly, okay,
0: I new think. tractors or you or old tractors?
2: Uh, either or would okay. be fine. And then what brand? Uh, definitely green ones. Oh
1: okay. Gosh, I heard, I saw I saw the red one in the driveway.
2: Whose driveway? I'm just kidding. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> unreal. So <laughs> yeah. just trolling me. I didn't even see. I never know. <laughs> um. I think selling like hunting property and stuff would be super cool as well. Okay. And okay. those you know would have the potentials of being pretty big deals. hmm So that'd be cool. I mean promotional products. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> I'd like to change my answer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> can I go back?
0: Yes, yes, you can.
2: Oh uh, well, what what do we got here? What is your oh this what is your favorite car story?
1: Um, so it's, uh, we, you buckle guys, up for this yeah, one, buckle up. Okay. I forgot ready. to ask my most unique car, which oh, also yeah. ties we, into this. Yeah, so it's okay. the same one. So, uh, I got on eBay one day and I seen a vehicle for like 2000 ish dollars. We can't remember the exact amount. And I bought it. I drove it home. I told my Papa, I bought a, F- a Ferrari Uh, Come to find out, it was a Fiero. (laughs) Yes. It was silver. It was like the size of a car door. It was tiny, but I loved it to death. Thank God, because I had to keep it for a year. He said, you can't get rid of it. It's your mess up. Because I was like, "Uh, I think I'm going to try to sell it for more. And he was like, you overpaid. You overpaid by a lot. You're stuck in it for a second. So he made me keep it for a whole year. Uh, but it was a mean little machine. It was only two doors. The trunk was in the front. It was just the coolest little thing. It had one of the headlights that was stuck down. <laughs> they yeah. are
0: cool cars.
1: But I did learn that there was a like a transfer kit or a body kit that would make it uh, look like a Ferrari.
0: <laughs> oh yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, and then also uh, went to my first police auction and I bought a like ninety six or ninety eight Audi. It was blacked out. I thought I was just big pimpin'. Uh, I paid like 600 bucks for it. Was
0: a drug dealer's car?
1: Pretty much. Nice. hmm It was tore up on the inside, which means I got to redo it the way I wanted. And I think I was like 18 then, so I would like, I remember I bought bedazzled fabric for the roof, like the inside roof, the headliner, and okay. I used a staple gun. To put it up there. Fancy. And then I spray painted the wheels pink. <laughs> uh, but the part that it needed fixed was like $80. And uh, then after I had it all pinked out, one year later I wanted it all blacked out. So I got to redo it again. And then uh, I went on a date with this guy. And he was so sassy, like annoying. Because he just thought he knew more than me, whatever. And he was like, I wouldn't have paid that much, blah, 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 blah. I uh, come to find out his sister like came and asked to buy the car and I sold it to her for six grand.
0: Nice.
1: And then I turned around and bought three cars and I came home with a trailer full of Cavaliers.
2: Red, <laughs> <laughs> red. Which is also the name <laughs> of her band, Trailer of Cavaliers.
1: <laughs> it was, uh, they were red, white, and blue. And I strictly bought them because they were red, white, and blue. I don't even think two of them ran, but, uh,
2: A
0: trailer full of Cavaliers.
1: Yeah.
2: How did you get a trailer full of Cavaliers home?
1: There was three trailers, but it was like a road trip from Trilla, Illinois to Mason.
2: So
0: you bought all three from the same person? Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's a Cavalier fanatic. Nice.
1: Nice.
2: And you still have some of those, don't you? I
1: do have the white and the red one, which now, well, I don't know about now, run. They did run when I was like 21. Ran when parked. Yeah. Correct. Um, Out of the 26 vehicles, I believe that I still have eight. eight. You have
2: eight vehicles? Nice. Uh, See why I wanted her on this podcast? (laughs)
0: Yeah.
2: So what do you all have? Run us down here. It's a vibe.
1: So we have two, um, well, we have the two Cavaliers. We have two Grand Dams. We have a Grand Prix. I got a minivan.
0: A minivan? You have a minivan.
1: I have an 85 Dodge Ram that has no insides. Not a single inside. Nothing. So basically, just it's it's in Yinksville. <laughs> yeah. Uh and then I have my Explorer, and then I have a Jeep Grand Cherokee that has no insides. That's nine. Yeah, so that's it.
0: No, so, so but what? Then
1: it, I also have like my grandma's Durango and a minivan or a 10, minivan.
0: Eleven. So, yeah. Not so. What? What are you? What's your like short, medium, and long term plans with these? 11 vehicles.
1: Well, my papa was supposed to fix them all and then he passed away. So they're literally just like in a garage.
0: In limbo. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Just hanging we out. We might
2: need to take a field trip. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I need to know more about the Grand Cherokee oh, and the pickup not. truck. We
1: are not road tripping to Yinksville. <laughs> uh, the Grand Cherokee has nothing in it. It's literally just a body. What year? We is used it? it for parts, probably like a 94, 96. Mm. No
2: motor,
0: transmission. Mm-mm, no things. I'm out. Right. Dodge truck.
1: Nothing. Nope. No, They're both just bodies. No engine we bought did. them for parts, and then I didn't know what to do with the bodies. So they're just sitting there. Scrap them? <laughs> Scrap your will take them. I don't want to go to New
2: Fair enough. <laughs> well, we have to do a lot of things we don't want to do in life, Allison.
1: Correct, correct.
2: Turns out. Uh,
1: but right now I'm torn between. I do. My goals this year are the Jeep Wrangler. And so I'm a little bit torn between keeping Dora the Explorer and getting the Moo Moo Jeep. The
2: well, I will yeah. say a four door is nice enough that you could daily drive it.
1: Well, I do drive They're for work. Nice, until
0: so. you put a six inch lift and 37s on it, then it won't be as nice. Yeah. You could still do it. I Maybe mean, call Randy Dozenbrock and get the right parts to get it lifted the right way. Mm-hmm. Get driving good for the you. Power would be the issue. It's a good well, The thing three there. sixes aren't too bad. The three okay, sixes are pretty yeah. good.
1: It's a good Randy. thing too. My besties are car guys now. <laughs> right Friends? <laughs> Friends?
0: love you off-roading that son of a bitch in <laughs>
1: delivering koozies through the ditches <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, oh shit. well
0: what's your favorite like if if you walk into a business what what are you like hoping they buy like what is your favorite thing to to put someone's name on
1: i don't love hats i'll tell you that
2: Okay. Everybody's all freaked out on hats. I think hats are easy.
1: There's three thousand different kinds of hats, and men, y'all are picky about your hats.
2: So so I will give
0: you that. So in my business, clothing is the bane of my existence because it's never the right color, it's never the right size, Mm -hmm. it's never the right fit. And so, like, for you guys to have to do that for a living, it just it gives me anxiety. So, like, and no offense, Dozer or Allison, camo is literally the worst and I will go with you and talk about how men are so picky because there's I don't even know how many different types of camo but it doesn't
1: versus whatever it doesn't
0: matter what camo you have it's the wrong camo it's not that's not my type that's not my style and then Jake was telling me uh that you know you'll have some customers say well I want real tree ap and then you'll bring it to them next to a mossy oak whatever woodland and they'll pick the mossy oak like you asked me for the real tree and then you pick the mossy oak like well yeah this is the one i actually like they don't even know what they like they just know know. what it looks like yeah like all right then
1: i think i like cups the best okay cups are easy you literally slap your logo on there there's very minimal placing situations Mm -hmm. they're fast
0: what would you say the the like so on your on your commission scale is it just a percentage of the order or a percentage of the profit?
1: Per- percentage of profit.
0: So, like, if you got to, like, kind of work a deal and, and lower the price a little bit, then your commission lowers. So, like, mm-hmm. I guess what's the most profitable thing for you to sell?
1: Mm. Well, it's kind of hard because there's literally so many different things. Right. Like, obviously, it's probably easier to mark up bigger items
2: you know like sure. clothing
1: yeah like a like a,
0: like a 40 dollar item is better than a four dollar item
1: right because nobody wants to like say sticky notes are two dollars and you want to make some extra money if you add a, a simple two dollars to it people are like i'm gonna pay four dollars for a sticky note right. i don't blame them how is a sweatshirt if you got 400 sweatshirts and you add two dollars to each one nobody's gonna think about two dollars for a hoodie sure but there's your you know 800 bucks
0: no, that's uh that's a that's a very, very good point because like like on ballpoint pens, I was beating you up over like <laughs> the eight cents it cost to imprint on the on the clip. On the clip. Like, come on, man, you can do yeah. better than that. You're gonna have to do better than that. Yeah. That's a Cody Willenberg's saying.
1: Can't do it. Can't do it. I, I I do sell a lot of pens now. I'm not a pen king like dozer.
2: I don't know if I'm a pen king. That that's something that's overwhelming is the number of ballpoint pen options.
0: Has your I, wife found out what the name of that her fav, her new favorite pen is?
2: No, nah, I don't. I don't know if she may have. Gotcha.
0: That's a nice pen.
1: Ooh, I'll tell you uh, what we're trying to sell real big right now is called a uh, a dip trip. So uh, you Jake, need one. Up. You need one. So uh, they are like little uh, accessories for your vents where you like click it into your vent, like an air freshener. And you put the McDonald's sweet and sour
0: sauce. I
2: put that on my Facebook, the weird promotional or whatever. (laughs) So when I was, uh, back when I was Allie's age and and new at this, and my goal was always to sell condoms, imprinted condoms, and I wanted to sell the wacky, wavy, inflatable, foiling arm tube man, which is also (laughs) known as an ad dancer. So have you done either? No, I haven't.
0: So, and I, we've had this conversation off air before, if I want imprinted condoms, is the package imprinted or is the condom itself the imprinted? That is lame. Yeah. Like, I want my slogan just <laughs> along the shaft. I want I'm my logo you. on the whole way down. I probably only fit, like, a couple letters, but, I mean.
1: So
2: I have, Sam the Tool Man. <laughs> or be when like, Sam uses it, just says Sam. Sam.
1: So I have, like, a little side story for the... For the. All right. <laughs> So I I have 12 tattoos. I go to the same guy most of the time. And I always ask him, you know, what's the weirdest tattoo you've done lately? And uh, he told me he had to tattoo a shaft. The guy's last name. And guess what his last name was?
0: Brown. Richardson?
1: Long. Long? And he said, I said, well, no offense, but how do you tattoo it if it's soft? He said, it has to stay hard. Could you imagine? Let's all just appreciate our jobs right now, because uh... <laughs>
0: uh, that that uh, that takes another level of professionalism that I do not contain.
2: There's a snap Correct. on payment joke in there about shafts and pain and yeah somewhere in there.
0: Someone someone DM us that joke so we can say it on the air.
2: <laughs>
0: oh shoot! I think I think every tattoo artist like I was talking to a guy that was given. Uh, that was giving Yoda a tattoo in his shed. Like, if someone asked me for this tattoo, I'll do it for free. And it was like something completely ridiculous. And he's like, oh, I'll do it for free. If you're dumb enough to get that tattoo, I'll do it for
2: free. Actually, you have any stories about that? How-
1: I do, actually. Well, that wasn't what I was going to tell, but I, uh, one Saturday, was going to, I don't know if any of the listeners know who Ko Wetzel is, but he has Howdy right behind his ear. Very dainty and uh, one of my good friends, Cole, which I can say his name because it's on my body, Cole Bingman, we uh, had too many margaritas one day, and the tattoo shop here in Effingham said, you know, walk-ins. So we walked in and said, we're getting tattoos. We were both going to get the Coetzel thing, and they said it's about six-hour wait, and I said, okay. Jesus. So we went to the orchard, which is conveniently down the road, and we had a, a handful of cervezas, and then walked back into the tat- tattoo shop, and now we have our names on each other's body. Nicknames, not real names, just nicknames. Uh, they were also supposed to be very dainty and smallly placed instead. Uh, very large on our forearms.
0: Fantastic. <laughs> and
1: that's on unsupervised. <laughs> Un- unsupervised.
0: <laughs> Never go to the tattoo <laughs> shop unsupervised.
2: So. Uh, what was yours, Ali Woo? That he got.
1: Mine's Alligator, which is super (laughs) cute. Uh, (laughs) I love it. So it's literally it's just A L I, and then the guy did like a cartoon version of a gator, and it's so fun. Oh my Um,
0: gosh, I love it.
1: It was Cole's first tattoo, which is a little crazy because I have twelve, and two of them are quite embarrassing. But uh, my forearm says, uh, "Bing Daddy." (laughs) <laughs> so uh, i wear long sleeve shirts everywhere <laughs> yeah yeah in the summer it'll be shown uh, and then i also have hell yeah on my pinky because i'm known to be a person to say never say no uh and then this coming friday i have a tattoo appointment to get a picture of a baby calf on my calf
0: <laughs> Fair enough. I thought you were going to get Unreal tattoo on your I would. forehead or Unreal
1: something. Dance. Right, right on my pinky. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> so, uh, Brent has a cow on his buttocks, mm-hmm. he has a carrot on his foot. And he has a like like a sticky name tag, like the hello, my name is, and then you sharpie in. Yeah. And he has that on his chest. Hello, my name is, and then Brent in like six year old handwriting. (laughs) It is fantastic. Like he'll show it to anybody. He'll just pull his shirt down. Hello, my name is Brent.
1: It's awesome. If I'm sober, I don't really flaunt the forearm tattoo. But when we are uh, tipsy and next to each other, the whole bar is seeing them both. That's awesome. We're friends. <laughs> We're friends. And when we walked into the tattoo place, the guy said, Big Daddy? And I was like, no. I was like, that's not even close. So we wrote it out or whatever, and he made it all pretty. And then he was like, you guys are just the cutest couple. I'm like, we've only known each other for like a year. We're, <laughs> We're, not, not, a year. We're not, not a couple. We're not a couple. That's why this is working. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I did get some uh, some heat when I went back to the bar that night, and my friends were like, "You did not," and I did. Yeah, I
2: did. Hey, <laughs> speaking of, we're talking about vehicles here. Allie is um, a veteran of the Ramsey Mud Fest.
1: Oh yeah. Okay,
0: tell us about weird, that. Uh, weird us.
1: flex. I think that <laughs> the timeline matches up where I bought my I bought a Jeep on accident.
0: An accident. I like stories like buying I stuff. Like what it. Yeah.
1: It's going. So I bought it, and it, it was ironically just like my yellow Jeep story. Is I didn't ask any questions, so it was a it was a manual. So we took it to Mudfest, and my boyfriend at the time was like, "I'll drive and I'll teach you," because it was ideal to teach me in the mud. Apparently. Okay. So ironically, all day Friday and Saturday at Ramsey, this was my third year in a row. <clears throat> Learned all Friday and Saturday. I was feeling good. I was like, I can do this on the highway, no problem. So Sunday was the only sober day, ironically, <laughs> and we packed my jeep full of three strangers in the back seat. I was sitting on the center console. Uh, my cousin was in the passenger seat, and my boyfriend at the time, Dylan, was driving. And we get to the top of the hill, and it just he kills it, and we flipped, and uh, we rolled probably like. Ten to eleven times. Good
2: God! And she was uh, sitting on the center console. Was sitting correct? on the
1: center console, so I got ejected. Well, everybody got ejected. Uh, the three guys in the back kind of jumped out as we were going up, and then um, the front of us or the front three we stayed in pretty much all the way down. Woke up and it was like World War Three. There was limbs, and I'm not even kidding. There was limbs unattached to people.
0: Oh, my God. There was
1: blood everywhere. And then ironically, so I had told my grandparents I was working, and I obviously was not working. So I got airlifted to Springfield because I had a head injury. Called my grandma. I said, two things. I'm in the hospital. Please don't freak out. (laughs) Two, I was not at work, and I am in big trouble. The three guys in the back sued My boyfriend at the time, but because when you go to Mudfest, you sign those waivers. Yes. So Dylan's insurance went after the the Mud Ranch Luster's, right? Or Luster's? Luster's. And so then they shut down, like, right after that because they had, like, a big insurance thing going on. But I think that some of us were at Mudfest at the same time. Because we're, the trucks gone wild was there. Yeah, they bust them in. It was my
2: brother running around yelling at people to hit him with a mag light?
1: I <laughs> don't remember that. that. But what sucky is my brain injury? I can't remember how to drive. Like I couldn't remember anything from the weekend.
2: So you
0: have word l- taught and since forgotten how to drive.
1: Literally, And so sad because I worked so hard.
0: So so I got a note. Who who lost limbs?
1: Uh, so they reattached them. Uh, Dylan had lost his arm for a second.
0: A second.
1: Uh, yeah. And so then they, he Like forgot.
0: his whole ass arm.
1: Yeah, he got flown to St. Louis. I got flown to Springfield. And then the guy in the back who had jumped out, his hand had got caught on my, like, bar. And it, like, ripped it. Like, skin was all ripped. But it was still there. But it Good. was...
2: God. It
1: was a cuz you I like woke up and I didn't really understand what had happened and there was blood coming out of my eye, my ear, everywhere. And I was just panicking. I was like I have no idea what to do. I don't know who to call. Well, the people who were videoing us going up the hill. Luckily, like not luckily, but got it all on like on camera on their phone so they called somebody, but Where's this video? I asked them to not share it. So I think I hope it's gone. Jesus. Yeah.
0: That's in guts. That
1: I is insane. When
2: I asked her to tell that story, I didn't realize it was that bad. That's
1: yeah. Well, graphic. it's okay. It, I mean, I had a good time. And, but it did take <laughs> up, me, up until that point. Yeah. But that was like, so my, that was my senior year of high school, 2012. And so I was in the hospital for one week. And then when me and my boyfriend at the time were like coming back to FM, we uh, drove up on a four wheeler accident. Um, a kid from T Town had passed away, uh, and so we were first on scene to his accident. So I don't know if the good Lord up there was doing his thing or whatever, but uh, it was a wild summer. So both accidents really like calmed me down because I used to be reckless.
0: I'd say good night.
1: Yeah. So it's not sad, though.
0: Just so learning let's let's lighten this up a little bit. You said you bought on accident. <laughs> Explain that.
1: So I literally we were. I think, so my uncles had blazers, and I was like, I want something cool. And so we were on our way, and Ramsey, the little town, right? It's right by Vandalia. Yeah. We were driving, in this, and this Jeep was on the highway for sale, and I was like, I want that. And we pulled over, and the guy was like, he wanted 5000 bucks, and I was like, I don't have that. And he said, what do you have? And I said, I have two. And then he said, oh, heavens, no. And I was like, all right, it was worth a shot. My uncles both put in another grand, and we bought it for four. Okay. And literally took it to Mudfest, and then it never made it out.
0: (laughs) So you bought it on the way to Mudfest. Mm Mm-hmm. That's – Because
1: I was always just a passenger, but I was like, I'm going to be a badass this year. I'm 18. And then – what I want.
0: And then – you were like, oh shit, I don't know how to drive manual.
1: Correct. Gotcha. And so they said if you bought it, you're gonna learn how to drive it this weekend. And so I was all pumped. And I kind of remember the gist of it a little bit, but I don't know. I have I've tried one other time and I hit a vehicle when I tried, so <laughs> <laughs> in the midway parking lot.
0: Do <laughs> <laughs> you ever bought anything on accident? Oh, all the time. <laughs> I got yeah. I, I only have one. Yeah, what's yours? The C four.
2: Yeah, Have you heard,
0: you've heard the story. Yeah,
2: I was like in there with you the whole time.
0: I was I've never t- said it on air, though.
2: <laughs> My favorite part of that story, I'll add in if you don't add it in. OK,
0: so I was working at Versatec and it was mm, early December, I'd say. And there was a C4 Corvette that was parked in the Versatech parking lot for a few weeks. I assume that there was a kid from T-Town that was driving it and it was his car and just super long story. It ended up never moving. And, uh, it was just kind of one of those things. It was like a staple of the parking lot. Well, one of the owners of Versatech also owned a car lot and he had two vehicles there in just, I don't know why they were there, but they were just dropped off at Versatech's parking lot. And Adam Germshide, who is the head of maintenance out there, um, went and sent a company-wide email as a joke. There was a letter opener just laying in the parking lot, and like there was like a company-wide lost and found on this email chain. And he posted a picture of the letter opener, like found prison shank out in the parking lot. Please describe the claim or whatever. And uh, I emailed back. Uh, last time I saw that letter opener, it was sitting next to a junk-ass Corvette in the parking lot. Well, the owner of the company emails back, this company-wide email, like, <laughs> reply all, uh, Christmas deal on a Corvette and a sob whatever car, sedan, and it was like $3,000 each, um, whatever, come get them. Like, like, I want them gone or whatever. So I thought I emailed reply all but i just replied directly to the owner and i said how about 2500 and a free oil change and he said sold (laughs) (laughs) so so then i was like what and then i looked and i realized that i did not hit reply all and i was like i guess i own a freaking (laughs) c4 corvette
2: now (laughs) oh so my favorite part of that was I think we went and got it on Christmas Eve or New Year's Day. It was a holiday. Okay. And I went with you because I had to drive your Jeep back and you had to drive that home. You were living at Jared's. Yep. And my favorite part was... Where, he, was he was not impressed, by the way. <laughs> who, your boss? Jared. Oh, no. <laughs> so my favorite part of that, we were in your boss's, the owner of the company's office doing the title paperwork. And he's like, now... Since you made this stupid decision and bought this car, I have to offset that and give you a D gave you a Dave Ramsey like financial peace, like package. Did he? Yes. I do not remember yes. that. And you're like, I'm like, Dave, my man.
0: <laughs> and I was anti Dave at that point. I was like, whatever. Oh shoot.
1: I can't wait to not be anti Dave. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to not be anti
2: Dave? Yeah. Do you listen to his podcast?
1: No. I just, I tried the rice and bean thing. I just didn't love it.
2: (laughs) You just said, try Dave Ish.
1: I don't know. I do listen to Andy Frizzelli now, thanks to Dozer and Laren. Yeah? He yells a lot.
0: He's a yeller. (laughs) And then
1: Laren's doing 75 hard, and I'm doing 75 medium. (laughs) medium. (laughs)
2: Schmedium.
1: I'm really thriving there.
2: (laughs) Killing it, kind of. (laughs) Oh, shoot. Well,
1: should I tell the Florida story real quick? Why not?
2: I mean, yes. why not?
1: Okay, so I moved to Florida um, last year because I left B&B, the housing place, because it was just exhausting trying to sell expensive houses for two years out, and so I said I'm gonna move to Florida to sell RVs so I can get my foot in the door with my dream job, and so I
0: which is owning a campground,
1: right? So I wanted to know all about RVs. Okay, so uh, I quit my job. I up and moved real fast to Fort Myers, Florida, which is home of the hurricane this last year. I knew two people and uh, moved there, and I was there for one month, barely a month. And one Sunday, I was trying to be a good kid, so I was going to go watch movies instead of booze all day. And I went to a 7-Eleven parking lot to get fuel and a slice of pizza. And uh, for some reason my card wasn't working. God only knows. So I was clenching a hundred dollar bill in my palm because I did not live in a safe neighborhood. Okay. And all I had was my keys and that hundred dollar bill. And I was walking across, and a uh, lady wasn't paying attention, and <laughs> she hit me with her Ford F250. Jesus. I smooched it.
0: <laughs> you. What does that yes. mean? What did you? What does the smooched it mean? I
1: literally just looked up, and there it was. And so we can laugh about it now, it's okay. So I woke up and I thought I drive a Ford Explorer and she drove a Ford truck. So when I seen the bumper, I thought I had fainted while pumping fuel. So it was like kind of blurry to me. I was like, I don't really know what's going on. And this lady was like 80 years old, had a mustache. Okay, so the sun's gleaming past her. And all I can see is her little her little mustache hair is <laughs> flowing in the wind. And she's bawling. And when I get uncomfy, I laugh, like, hysterically. <laughs> and so I'm laughing because I'm like, what's going on? And she said, I didn't mean to hit you. And I thought homegirl punched me for a second because I just still hadn't realized what was going on. And then... Um, so she was like, "I, I, like, I hit you with my truck," <laughs> and so I like looked, and my legs were like not the way that they were left. <laughs> and so she said, "Let me pick you up," and I was like, "I don't think you should." <laughs> so we waited till and the ambulance came or whatever. I thought it was fine until I seen the firefighters. So then all my all my limbs were broken. So they were hunks. They were just hot firemen. Okay, I was
0: like, <laughs> so you broke all your limbs in a.
1: I acted like I did. Okay, yeah, yeah, so yeah, I can, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, so yeah, totally, totally. yeah. So then I was like, like
0: I think I need mouth to mouth resuscitation. Help
1: me! Help <laughs> me. I, <laughs> I can't breathe. I've fallen and I can't get up. <laughs> so the whole time, <laughs> this chick looks
2: like he has been hit by a truck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I'm I'm sitting there in the Bambalans, just chatting it up with the cops because I still like haven't really realized like my knees. I couldn't feel below my knees, but I was like, it's probably just shock. We're going to be fine. <laughs> so uh, Always
2: the
0: optimist.
1: I like you. You, you, have know that? To, you have to be. So No
2: way did this F2 fit just ruin my, my <laughs> leg at all.
1: <laughs> so then... Uh, <laughs> The funny part is, you know, it's not built for tough <laughs> <Alan's> leg. <laughs> My right leg was. <laughs> so then I'm sitting there and I'm joking with the police officers and I was like, "Hey, man, you think I can get the video?" He goes and gets the video, which was cool, which I've shown Dozer. And, I have not uh, seen that. Oh, I thought okay, no, you haven't. maybe I should. I, I have after uh-huh.
2: we after we wrap, I'm we're right. gonna watch it.
1: Okay, so then uh, we're sitting there and uh, funny story. The cop was like, "Hey." I'm gonna to have to tow your car out of here because it's at the pump and you obviously can't drive. So I was like, Okay, so where are you gonna to tow it to? I was like, I live like three blocks from here and he's like, All right, we'll just move it for now. But he said I also am gonna to have to give you a ticket because your plates are expired. Oh And that's man. when I first pulled the I got remembered by a truck card. I was like, <laughs> are You gonna give me a ticket after I just got smoked in the parking lot? So he didn't give me a ticket. But he takes me to this sketch hospital, and that's when it all hit me that, like, my legs still aren't working. I'm, like, kind of confused at what's going on, and so I'm still laughing, crying at this point, like, trying to tell the nurses how I feel, blah, 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 and they put me in the middle of, like, the hallway. They were so full of COVID stuff, they put me in a hallway, and then the lady was, like, we're gonna cut your clothes off and you're gonna get in a gown and I was like, you're gonna put me butt naked in this hallway. So then the real tears started coming. I was like, "Is that okay? Can somebody call my grandma? I can't find my phone <laughs> It was uh, it was a time.
0: That's traumatic. It's funny now. It you have been, you have been already through already lived it. a
2: lifetime. You it was traumatic. been through it.
1: It was traumatic for a year. But the funny part, the whole funny thing is, is my best friend Dylan, shout out Dylan Wolf uh, always dresses up with me for Halloween because we're both single. And uh, last year he was like, I'm done. And I was like, all right, whatever. So this year he texted me. He said, I want to dress up with you for Halloween. And I said, okay. And he said, I have an idea. I'm like, whoa, look at you go. And he said... I'm going to dress up like your biggest fear, which is a frog, not a Ford F-250, YI, <laughs> And so I was like, that's a g- ass asswipe. So he said, so he literally dressed up like a Ford F-250 and in the orchard, he literally like just rammed into me all night. <laughs> <laughs> and we won a hundred bucks. <laughs> or no, we won we won second place. We won $50 this year. So,
0: so did everybody know the, know yeah, the, so the we origins wrote, of that story?
1: Yeah. Yeah, because the video's been shown a couple times, which not from me, but from a friend. Okay. And so uh, then we also wrote, because I made this Halloween costume out of cardboard, and I wrote Allie's Biggest Fear, and I put a Florida license plate on the back, (laughs) and then I was dressed up in like a hospital gown and crutches and a black eye. Okay. And so it was fun. It was really funny. And now it's funny, because I can say I got hit by a truck.
0: If you can't laugh at yourself, what in the (laughs) hell can you laugh at?
1: Right,
2: satellite office. Hashtag. <laughs> so one of my uh, one of my friends I went to high school with, they were in a really 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 bad accident over by St. Louis. He had an F two fifty or three fifty long bed uh, crew cab, got rear ended by a semi. They were stopped in construction, or something happened. The interstate was stopped. Semi hit him like dang near full speed, and like he was they were like saying there was like a mcdonald's cup in the cup holder and like the mcdonald's cup like went through the back window like stuff like that was just like crazy so that was a really bad deal but somehow they walked away from it trucks totaled they like went and got a hotel after they got checked out the hospital or he snapchats the next day his wife laying in bed he's like how you feeling honey She's like, oh, I'm sorry. He's like, looks like you've been hit by a truck.
1: <laughs> well, now our running joke is, you know, when you're hungover and you're like, man, I feel like I got hit by a car. <laughs> yeah. Dylan will be like, I feel like I, I, feel like Allie. <laughs> <laughs> I got hit by a truck.
0: <laughs> Good God. Yeah. Oh.
1: But then I just, uh, I got to live in Florida instead of work in Florida, most of it. So then I just realized about August that I needed to come home because going through, like moving away is hard. Like already. But then when you go through something like that and you have two friends, it's just like way different. No support system. Right. So then I moved home back in August. And then wham, bam, fell into Jedco's arms. Here we are.
0: Did you find Jedco or did Jedco find you?
1: Weird. Weird God story here. Because I just learned that he's just been doing things the whole time. Uh, Sarah, which is our like uh, office... She does everything.
0: Office mom. Yeah, office, office mom. Office manager. Office
1: manager. She was my construction manager at B and B. Okay.
0: When,
1: when I moved home, I went back to B and B for a second, uh, and then realized that it's just still not a, not my thing. And uh, then Sarah said, "Hey, are you looking for a job?" I said, uh, "Not exactly. I'm sticking out the home because I'm the home business because I'm I'm a really good." house salesman or whatever and she said I think you should go to lunch with Lauren and Andrew because they have an outside salesperson position I think you would be a good fit and I said I don't know nothing about that I I cannot sell that stuff I told myself I would never work in retail either and uh, she said just give it a chance and I said okay so then we went to lunch and then I went back to my job after lunch and I was like I really hope they call me (laughs) (laughs) here we are awesome doing the thing
2: well, the story was the the business had changed ownership and Allie had sold what did you say 100 houses in a year 50 houses 50 That's one a week and the new owner when he took over gave her a sales for dummies book mm-hmm. and she's like um no
1: the reason because so basically my old boss at b&b the lady sold me basically to the guy who bought the business because he said, I'm not going to buy unless you know a salesperson. Well, ironically, I was moving back to town. And so she said, you should take it. You should take it. It'll be a good gig. So I went back and sold a couple houses. And I don't think he had all of his ducks in a row yet. Uh, and he also, the sales for dummy And it wasn't a joke. He really just didn't think that I knew what I was doing. And so I was like, well, listen, you've never sold mobile homes before. You've sold real estate and props to you, but it's different. So the least you could do is just listen to me when I tell you, like, you know, here's what we need to do. So we just didn't see eye to eye. And so then I said, I need to do something different. If anything, go back to my good things, but I don't really bartend that much anymore. So I gave Jedco a chance. I sell things. Here we are. Point pins
2: and things. So my only, my only other story about you, well, <coughs> Ali Allie's an interesting person. So I've <laughs> known her for several months, and every day I learn something new. So you know, thirty second dance party. We were talking oh. about uh, like an electrician. She's like, I was an electrician once, and I'm like, what? <laughs> and you know, you just never know. She's got. I, I would say she has lived a lifetime already, but. My favorite other story is about um, about her eating cake for breakfast. I don't know if you want to tell that story or not. You don't have to if you don't That's want okay. to.
1: So my grandparents were a different. Like, my grandparents raised me pretty much, and uh, we didn't really eat home-cooked food. We had, like, a, a strict meal plan of, like, Monday we would get KFC, but we would get a bucket to make it through Tuesday and Wednesday, and then Thursday we would get, Pizza for Thursday and Friday. And then on the weekends, we would just eat out wherever we were at. Cause okay. We traveled a lot.
2: So they were in an RV.
1: Yeah. And so uh, my grandma, every Sunday, would make a 9 by 12 baking pan of yellow cake and she would poke holes in it and pour peanut butter in it and so it was called poke cake and then she would pour syrup on it and i would eat that for breakfast that actually sounds it was delicious and so my grandpa hated it he would just sit there and yell (laughs) their names are fern and terry and uh, my papa would be like, Fern, you can't be ki- feeding that kid cake this early. She's going to be <laughs> bouncing off the walls. And she would yell, Terry, you just be quiet and do your job. <laughs> they were turds. you feeding that kid cake. <laughs> so now, like, I, Sarah, which was also my basically work mom at B&B, we just talked about this the other day. I, until two years ago, I used to pay a lady to do my laundry. I would eat out three times a day. Like the normal stuff that somebody my age should be doing, I'm just not doing.
0: <laughs> Fair enough.
1: Because I, I never, like I just grew up way different.
0: So. I could see that.
1: Yeah. I don't eat cake for breakfast anymore, by the way. Well, I was just <laughs> gonna
0: getting ready to suggest that you should probably this Friday make your poke cake and bring one to Jedco. And then we can all try it on our Friday happy hour or whatever we want right. to call that.
1: All right, I'll do that. No food allergies?
0: I have none.
2: <laughs> oh, shoot.
0: Oh, Any other stories
2: we want to tell? I was going to tell one of Allie's baking stories, but we don't want to oh, harass her too much.
1: I mean, that one's a good one. <laughs> Why so, we're talking
2: about baking.
1: So I'm not a good cook. I'm not going to even try to say that I am, but I will try. Okay, I will try to cook anything. And uh, my grandma said, for Thanksgiving, I'm the Sprite person. That says a lot. I'm in charge of Sprite. That's it. (laughs) And so one year she said, you can be in charge of desserts. And I was like, okay. So I was in charge of pumpkin pie and brownies. And the brownies, uh, I did everything I was supposed to, put them in the oven to probably an hour and a half, they still weren't brownies. And I was like, I'm so. She so said, I called my grandma. I said, Nana, I don't know what's wrong with my oven. And she said, what'd you do? And I read everything off. She said, how much, how much, oil, or how many eggs? And I told her, well, did it call for flour, sugar, or baking powder? No, it was just a box. And then, and she said, how much oil? And I said, like two and a half cups. And she was oh, like. Oh, no. She said, why? And I said, it says two dash three. So I was like, two to three. I just did the half C. <laughs> It was like a soup. It gets worse. So that was like the night before. It was it was horrible. So, so then I still had to make pumpkin pie. So I like went and got everything, was super pumped for Thanksgiving. And so, you know, like In when. the holiday
2: spirit. Yeah.
1: So when you do something and you're like waiting for your parents to like realize you like cleaned your room or did the dishes and you're like waiting for that like attaboy. boy. So my papa like cuts into the pumpkin pie, and I'm sitting across the room. Everybody's watching me. Because Drum I'm, roll. Yeah, I was like, Oh, he's gonna he's gonna say it's so good. <laughs> and he takes a bite, and when I tell you, his face turned sheet white. <laughs> and I said, He said, Allie, how would you make this? Or what'd you make? What did you put in this? And I was like, Love. <laughs> and, uh, he said, Did you follow the instructions? <laughs> So I said, uh, I think so, and he said, What'd you do? I said, Why? Well, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't make a homemade crust. That was too much work. So I bought one, and then I took the stuff out of the can, and and then I brought it here, and I didn't know that you have to like. First of all, you have to add like nutmeg and cinnamon and sugar, and you have to bake it. <laughs> Oh, and it was so bad.
2: <laughs> and you have to bake it.
1: <laughs> it was a little discolored, but I was like, it'll be fine.
0: <laughs> okay, so rethinking this cake idea for
2: business,
1: day. you're Like, you should bring a cake. I'm like, I don't know about that. Are you sure about that? I, that was a couple of years ago. <laughs> Oh my but goodness. after that year, I did realize, like, if you don't want to bring stuff to your family's <laughs> stuff, you just F it up. Because I'm back on the Sprite responsibility.
0: <laughs> so my family Thanksgiving, to go along with that, I used to be in charge of dessert. And I started getting uh, pies from Cracker Barrel. And then the next year, I was in charge of a gallon of milk. And this year I was in charge of cans of Cool Whip. or so they just uh, or they easy secretly whip, told you. Whip. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I'm a better cook now. I still haven't perfected rice. So if anybody has some like uh... a... <laughs> I'm a rice cooker. You want to borrow it? It does take, like, special instructions because... No, you just fill it up to the line with rice and fill it up to the
0: other line with water and hit go.
1: Because you remember earlier I said I was a blonde and I have the attention span of a two-year-old, so...
0: <laughs> can we do pizza rolls?
1: We can not do pizza rolls. All right,
0: rolls. all right, we're getting somewhere. That's a good first step.
1: The the last thing that I really messed up was uh, I got a Keurig for Christmas. You messed up the Keurig. Well, I just put coffee grounds in there. I didn't have any coffee. <laughs> I didn't have any cake cups. I was like, surely it's the same. <laughs> nope. God, <laughs> it, was, dang it. It was a bad ordeal. <sighs> at, at some point in my life, I'll be a good housewife
0: we're working on it yeah. we're working on, all right so <laughs> maybe we need to do an episode of the podcast like with <laughs> 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 we need a video podcast then we could do a collab with chris pilger and and jazz on the uh on the butts and stuff podcast they do smoked meats and stuff oh we could do like a collab the Short story long and the butts and stuff, baking, baking extraordinary.
2: We're going to do a competition. You know, like me, you, and Kyle and Boss Man, were supposedly going to do that, like, flipping competition who could, you know, flip and make the most money. I think Allie yeah. needs to be
0: in on that. Mm. Okay. I thought yeah. you were going to say, like, a chili cook offer. Oh, or
1: something. I, I make really good chili. That's the one thing I can't mess up. <laughs> and soup. All the soups.
0: Are you joking or are you for real? No, I'm
1: for real. Okay, all right. Okay. okay, so like cooking and baking are completely that's different. True. Like One, I can 100%. cook. 100%. Whoa, I can cook some good things. All
0: right. Okay, well, th- all right. I'll give you that. But baking,
1: that. no bueno. I tried to make protein peanut butter cookies in my air fryer this week. not burnt my apartment down.
0: <laughs> Ooh, yeah, that's probably not good.
1: <laughs> no cookies in the air fryer. Oh. <sighs> But I'll try, I'll bring the cake. The cake was so easy to make, my grandma did it. And you know, you think I'm a bad cook? Me and Anna
0: Well, obviously, because you ate out for every mm-hmm. meal, so. All right. I'm actually looking forward to the peanut butter maple syrup poke cake. Okay. For sure. <laughs> so.
2: All right, well, we got anything else? We've <clears throat> deep dived into, into Allie's in- interesting life.
0: Yeah, we may have to have you back on for another one.
1: Well, I think I'm a little bit more comfy now, so we, we can come back.
0: All right. Well, guys, tell us your best uh, sales story, and best or, story or your best baking story. Yeah. Get a hold of us on Facebook at the Short Story Long Podcast or email us at askaskshortstorylong at gmail.com. Uh, we appreciate you riding along with us, Allie. Thanks for joining yeah, us.
2: Thanks a lot for for the laughs. Thanks for having we me. uh,
0: we definitely had fun on this one. So, guys, thanks for listening, and uh, we will see you on the next one.
2: See you, see you guys later.
1: Adios, amigos.